Alright, Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Alhamdulillahirrabbilalamin. Allahumma salli wa sallim wa barak lanabina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in. Allahumma la sahla illa ma ja'altahu sahla wa anta tajul al-hazna idha shi'la sahla. Allahumma a'inna ala zikrika wa shukrika wa husna ibadatik ya Rabbil Kareem. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Everybody here in Makkatul Mukarramah, Sharrafahallah. And everyone who's back uh, home in their homes. Um, we pray that you are well. We pray that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala puts khair in this. Uh, all right, folks. So, we are going to do... SubhanAllah, I was looking at today's section. And I said this, I think, last week, I think. Yeah? It's about combining. On the coach. Now, imagine a class which is going for 12 years. And, the, the, uh, you know, in 12 years, how many random things then you're going to cover in 12 years when you're teaching something every single week? And you come to the section randomly, quote-unquote, on combining, and that's exactly what you need to answer when you are there, right there, in a weird scenario. And now, so if that was not strange enough, in 12 years, we... And how many scenarios have we gone through in our lives in 12 years? And the book could have spoken about so much things. And today we're covering combining due to rain. And today, the level that I got soaked here, and the level that my head is hurting, gusting still from that, that's amazing. Well, it's amazing. It's absolutely amazing. So anyway, alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. Right. Uh, I don't know how the volumes are doing, guys. Let me know in the in the comments. I can't see anywhere else. Let me click on the notes, like you should do on a Mac with the right button, not like last week, which is a dodgy Mac. Right, we are going to do today. Uh, the whole section is يجوز الجمع بين ظهرين وبين الإشاعين في وقت إحداهما في سفر قصر ولمريد يلحقه بتركه مشقة وبين الإشاعين لمطر يبل الثياب ووحل وريح شديدة باردة ولو صلى في بيته أو في مسجد طريقه تحت السابات I think you'll probably be until that it is permissible to combine between the two Dhuhr prayers and between the two Isha prayers in the time of either one of them. For A, the one on a journey that allows shortening, and for B, the one who, if he was not to take this concession, would suffer hardship due to his illness. It is also permissible to combine the two Isha prayers due to a rain which soaks the clothes or muddy conditions or a strong cold wind, whether he prays at home or the route to his masjid is covered by a roof. So, last week we covered it is permissible to combine between the two Zuhar and between the two Isha. We said that when you say something like this two Zuhar and two Isha, it's like the example I gave you guys. I said that the Prophet ﷺ said that there is two prayers for, there's a two units to be prayed between the two Adhans. There's no two adhans. One's an adhan, one's an iqama. The word adhan dominates over the iqama. It's very similar to it. And so it's given almost like a kind of like a subsidiary name of adhan as well. Likewise, between the dhuhr and the asr, the dhuhr is the dominant one and therefore the asr gets called a dhuhr as well. The two dhuhr prayers because it's in the same time period. Yeah? Likewise, for Salatul Isha, 
Maghrib is a form of Isha, and Isha is the actual Isha. I also answered this question to you guys, if you remember we were speaking about Salatul Duha, right? This normally happens in time periods, right? This word, this, this concept of domination normally occurs in a period of time. <coughs> like the Adhan and Adhanain, the two Adhan, are also referring to a time of an Adhan. The Duha prayer is a classic example because the Shuruq prayer, a lot of people always ask that question. The Prophet ﷺ said that whoever remains in his place after he prays a congregational prayer in the dhikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, not doing anything else, and remains like that until after the shuruq and prays to rakah, the road will be hajj and umrah completely, completely and completely. Now, this prayer is being prayed technically in the duha time period because the definition of duha is uh, before noon and after Zohar is called afternoon, right? Noon is meant to be the midday, right? In our modern time, noon is 12 o'clock. That means nothing, actually, 12 o'clock. That's an arbitrary kind of figure. The actual figure is the noon, the forenoon and the afternoon. And noon is when the sun is at its highest and then it starts to set. It sets when it gets all the way to its highest point and then it starts to go down. That's the first setting. And then the second setting is when the sun sets away from the horizon <laughs> and we can't see it. And that's, that's actually not a setting, if you think about it. The actual setting is, the, is that one as it goes down. Because it's on the way up, then it sets. When it's setting at the Maghrib, it's not setting, it's continuing to set. It just continues on its journey. And obviously it's not just it's on its journey, we're on, its, we're on our journey, everyone's turning, everyone's spinning, everyone's orbiting, both, both the star planet, okay, and uh, uh, it feels like it disappeared so it's setting. Actually it's not setting, the setting is the first one, yeah? So it starts to go down. So everything after is after, everything before is before. Before noon is the word duha. When's it, when is it start time? Technically it's after sunrise, because we have dawn. Then we have sunrise. Each part of the day has got a, like a, a name, right? So you have dawn, that's Fajr. Sunrise is the end of Fajr. After sunrise, then it's Doha. Yeah? Doha is the forenoon up until noon. And then from noon onwards until Maghrib, it is afternoon. And then after Maghrib, it is then nighttime. Yeah? And in actual fact, what's very interesting, and this is what leads to a difference of opinion, is what is the word evening? What is the word evening? Like Masa and Layl are two different concepts. Some people say it's the same. Some people say they merge together. And that's why the difference of opinion on the Adhkar al-Masa is a real difference of opinion. When we say Amsayna wa Amsal Mulku Lillah, for example, yeah, and this dua, like we say, Aswahna wa Aswah al-Mulku Lillah, and we make this dhikr in the Sabah, the majority of scholars consider it to be something that needs to start at Fajr time and end at sunrise time. But then you'll see them because they recognize that it's a kind of like a nebulous area. They'll allow people and they give the fatwa that if you didn't do it or you're going to work or you went to sleep or blah, 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 then do it all the way in the morning up until Dhuhr time so that people don't leave the habit. Because you make it so strict and people are going to leave it. It's very difficult you know, to just do this in Fajr time, pray the Fajr time, go to the masjid as well and then do the adhkar of the prayer and then add this 15-20 minute procedure as well. It's not easy, especially working people, school people, and with the early kind of start time. The other one's even more difficult in my opinion. That's in the middle of working day, kids, this, that, blah, 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 to do it between Asr and Maghrib, which is what the considered position is from 
again, most seems to be the most correct one, that this is the, the masa, the evening time, which is like a late afternoon time, if you like, right? Um, I mean, what, isn't evening something to do with darkness? Some said yes, some said not. That flexibility allows us to say, even if you remember it after Maghrib, even if you remember it when it goes dark, still do it. Don't leave, leave off the habit and say, oh, I missed it, man. You know, you don't want to be that person that I missed it and then you just tell yourself that it's not worth doing it. This is the same, that, that, the same way shaitan attacks most of us when it comes to every act of ibadah, actually. Always the end, it puts it to us that you got it wrong or you got the time wrong or is it worth it now? Don't waste your time, do something else. And, you know, he gets away with it. So, um, anyway, the... Um, and then you got the 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 the, the layl. and I have to tell I have to tell you that if you now move away from like the scientific d- definition, um, layl will then go until a sahar, and the sahar is the very early morning. Yeah, hum Right, Allah says in the Quran, and in the very early morning they are seeking forgiveness. This is referring to tahajjud time, pre uh, fajr time. Right, so that's like how the day is divided into all of these kind of categories. If you like, like a pie chart, but the the the, the linguistic definition or division of the twenty-four hour cycle into periods is different to is different for different purposes. For example, we have certain azkar that are not to be said at night or day or evening or whatever. But when you go to bed, we call those azkar nom, the azkar that you say were before you sleep. Person might be going to sleep early. Person might have combined for some reason, Maghrib Isha and gone to sleep straight after Maghrib. You know what I'm saying? So uh, sometimes these time periods don't necessarily. You know. Anyway, but the point we we're making is that duha. So the shuruq prayer that's prayed after sunrise is technically in duha time. So it's a form of the duha prayer, even though we call it by its own name shuruq. And then if you pray about an hour, an hour and a half later, we start to get warm in the Muslim countries. 8 o'clock-ish, 9 o'clock-ish certainly, the prayer offered then is what you'd call a classic kind of duha prayer. And the idea there is that these are both under the same category, but you'd call the first one a form of the duha prayer, but it has its own title. So this is a very common concept that something has two separate names, uh, 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 its actual name and then its more general kind of name. All right, so today what are we doing? We're on page uh, 390, yeah, 390 in the commentary, Sheikh Uthameen's commentary. And he says, Right? So this is a, so we've already covered last week that you're allowed to combine between these two prayers when you're on a proper journey and uh, a proper journey of travel. And um, that's a concession for the first guy, the one who's traveling. The second concession uh, is offered to someone who's ill. Now, what is Ill, illness? Sheikh Uthameen starts at the top. He says, at the page of 390, he goes, what our author is telling us is that any person who is ill, and if they were to pray the prayer on time, and as a result of that, it would cause extra headache, hassle, problem. Headache, I mean, in a general sense, not medical sense. Yeah, mashaka, like hardship. Then that person is allowed to combine. A lot of people didn't know that. Okay, a lot of people thought that the combining is a lot stricter than what they thought. And I've said it before, this is not a bad thing. This is not a bad thing, because 
combining is one of those things that once you get used to it, it's very difficult to get out of it. Right? Once you start to justify it, then it becomes out of control. And there are a number of people that I know personally, and from them scholars as well, and du'as as well. And they see me as that guy who keeps them in check. Whenever I see them, when they're around and traveling and they're like, whatever, they will not do it intentionally because they know I'm there and I will kick off. And they're like combining left, right and center. And uh, 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 the, the truth is, is that this is not actually the way and not supposed to be the way of the people of knowledge. That there's got to be something happening to really kind of push you towards combining. Even though our class position, as, it's, as, as we've said already and we're going to see further. Uh, we spoke yesterday, uh, last week, about the traveler. Yeah? That a person's got to be traveling a legal distance, being a musafir. And musafir is obviously someone who's traveling a good serious distance, at least something like 50 miles. And we said that it doesn't need to have a number. I'm not going to teach the whole last two months again, but you can review that. But we said that, you know, someone's traveling at what people would consider to be a journey. Then that person can combine. And we said that people like Ibn al-Qayyim and a number of scholars, they said that it's not the case. That, that musafir can only be combined in the prayer if he's actually in the state of traveling. You know, the flight, the drive, the, the X, the Y. But when he is resting at a place like in a hotel like here, but a traveler like all of us are, we shouldn't be combining. Okay? So we are that perfect kind of study group. If you see what happened to us yesterday, yeah? Tuesday? Yeah. We left... Uh, uh, so, you know, for the class, everybody uh, uh, here, um, I want you to all uh, uh, relate to the position I'm going to explain. That we are travelers. We arrived in Medina on Friday, basically. Some of us. <laughs> so, some got delayed. Um, makes me a bigger traveler than you lot. And um, so uh, we go into a hotel. On the way here, I gave you all clear instructions. Yeah, you all knew what to do from all of your different locations that you came. And I said to you that I want you combining in the, in the airport and before you get onto the plane, yes? So we, we all did that. We prayed Dhuhr and Asr as two and two in the airport. In, uh, uh, the, the, the reason? Simply because that's a lesser of a liberty-taking concession than to pray sitting down and or all the kind of missions that come with it on a plane. So taking advantage of full arkan of standing and everything, blah, blah, blah. Then, what did I give the instructions? We said that the layover in Jordan, right, was too short, right, for Maghrib and Isha. That 55 minutes is too short, got to cross Yani through, go through security. So, it should have been that we should have prayed Maghrib and Isha there. Perfect time, before midnight, perfect time, perfect sunnah, everything would have happened. But the time is going to be too short, that's a mission. So I said you will pray Maghrib and Isha on the plane as best as you can. With it, I said, don't do that. With it, you can pray on the... It's up to you if you want to, no problem. But you can also pray on the second leg because the plane will be going to Saudiya in the direction of the Qibla as well. All nice and lovely. Pray, sit, sit down. Don't need to stand up. It's a witr prayer. Don't need to stand. And that's what we did. So we enjoyed the concession of combining because of the nature of the uh, journey. Then when we arrived here, I said, no combining. Even though all of us are musafirs. I also said that if you were to miss the Jama'ah for some reason, you're going to pray Qasr prayer which is the twos. Zuhr will be two, Asr will be two, Maghrib will be as it is, and Isha will be two. But you're not going to miss any prayers because who comes to Mecca and Medina and doesn't pray with the Jama'ah? Yeah? Prays with the Imam. 
So even though we are in a state of safar and we were musafirin, we are not utilizing all the concessions that are available to us because that is the way of knowledge. And the point is, is that there are people, as I said, like a number of scholars that said that actually you're not even allowed to use the, com the combining concession when you are musafir and chilling at your hotel and in the masjid and at the hotel in the masjid, right? It was only during that travel that you did it, which was the right one and not the other one. Now we've said that, no, actually it's allowed. It is allowed. Uh, if there's a reason though, and you should have a reason. And we had no reason until what day? Tuesday. And on Tuesday afternoon, I said, I want everybody to combine whilst we're in the hotel uh, to go to the masjid and pray Dhuhr, but also to pray Asr because I want to leave. I want to leave at half past one. And that's going to mean that you've got an opportunity in Masjid Nabawi. And Rafi asked a really, very good question. I don't know if you remember her question. She said, are you making us combine because of the concession of traveling and the difficulty that will be to pray on the way, don't know whether we'll get a chance to stop at the Asr time or not, Will we arrive at the location? Or will we, we know that we're not going to get to Mecca in time for Asr. We're going to get there late. We know that we could pray on the side, yeah, uh, meaning at the service stop. And I don't know what time it is when we're going to stop. So that was actually my reason. But she said, are you doing it for that reason? Or are you doing it to maximize the reward of the prayer by getting the Asr in the Masjid Nabawi and getting a thousand uh, rewards? And I said, well, I'm not going to lie. You know what I mean? There's a cheeky little double behavior going on. I'm going to be that guy. You know what I'm saying? So you're going to obviously <coughs> take advantage of a secondary intention. That's fine, as long as your primary intention is uh, sound. The irony is, is that we didn't really need a very strong primary intention either because we are musafirin. But the fact that we've actually got a reason to do it as well means, means it's absolutely something that we should do and celebrate. And so we prayed Dhuhr and Asr whilst we were still at home. Yeah? Because we're still at a hotel. We then got back up to our rooms, grabbed our bags. It wasn't really home, is it? It was literally still on the journey. In actual fact, going to Dhuhr was effectively the start of our journey, isn't it? Yeah? So that could also have been argued, right? I just want to put that to you because there are some scholars uh, that, ha that say, they are lenient in this issue, and I, I want you to understand what I'm about to say now. They said that if a person is going on a journey from home, what have we said this last couple of months? There's no concessions of, of traveling until... You leave the city confines, and we define the city as the street, the town, the X, the last houses, etc., etc., etc. We said that's pretty easy to determine when uh, you're flying, because then you know that the airport is that place, and the airport will always have places to stay. But what if you're going on a motorway journey, and you know that the the that particular service station that has the Musalla, the M61, is like a hundred miles away? By the time you get there to do your convenient prayer, it's going to be too late where I'm coming from, yeah? I imagine. And so, is it permissible to combine and to avoid having to pray in the motorway? Throw into it winter time, snow, rain, ice, and all the rest of it, and it's like a compelling argument. And we said yes. And the reason we said yes is because combining wasn't something linked to travel in the first place. And that's what we're gonna be covering today. We think that, we feel that combining, if travel is even part of the process or start of the process, that makes it even better, but combining, is about difficulty and a good good reason to avoid some difficulty so once you then take into account that I've actually packed my bags and I am actually on my travels now even though I'm at home I might have not have left but you know I'm now a traveler about to and I'm going to pray but the main thing that you would do is to not pray Qasr 
you would pray in full and you could combine. So I'd pray my four raka'ah dhuhr and I'd follow it with four raka'ah salat al-asr with the intention that I know that on this travel that I'm starting right now, it's not like I'm going to go sit down now and have my dinner. Do you know what I mean? Or chill and watch TV. No, I'm about to go out the door, pray dhuhr, pray asr, and then just jump in the car and gone. So this is a kind of a concession. Got to be careful with this though. The majority of scholars don't like this because of the obvious reasons of well, you're not really kind of left on your journey. But we're using a little bit of the journey, but the majority of the fact that this is a difficulty that is a real one. Yeah. So then when we left, we then prayed, uh, we didn't pray anywhere on the way. We avoided all of that. Yeah. What is the nature of that? Yeah, I think that's a problem. I really do think that's a problem. Yeah. Now, if it's like to go back and get something or whatever, little minor things that are part of the travel, I think that's okay. Surely that depends upon so let's imagine a long day let's imagine a long summer day and you pray Zohar at the beginning time and then Asr as well at the early time no I think I, 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 I think that's a liberty so if I was going to be doing that I would be so this is a point which is going to come next week I'll, I'll just touch on it now what is the parameter of combining is there a time period in between the two the prayers that is a minimum and a maximum? Mm. Now, culturally, the idea of combining is that you've got to do it straight away. Mm. And if you don't, then you've not combined. We're going to investigate that in its right time. Now, using that theory, the idea for me would be that if I'm not leaving the home in that long, hot summer's day, that I'm not going to be praying Zohar early if I'm going to not pray Asr on its right time on the road. Does that make sense? And I'm going to delay my Zohar to a more reasonable time closer to when I'm leaving, still in Zohar time, and then I'll bring the Asr forward. But then I'm also then thinking along the other lines. I'm thinking if it's a long pre-day, then I'm getting to my destination in time, I'm getting to the prayer spot in time, or it's good enough conditions to pull over or whatever. My point is, myself, I don't like using this concession at all. I really dislike the idea of combining at home. And it's actually going to be an interesting corollary that's going to come up in this particular today's session, which we're going to cover. You said you don't like combining at home. What about the other end? Say I'm traveling and I'm getting home. Traveling and getting home, no, that's far better. You'd rather cover the 100%. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's an absolute concession. You are actually choosing as a traveler to not pray in a difficult part and combine where you get to your location, which also behold is home. But no problem at all actually with that one, except that you'd have to pray in full and not... Uh, what, what would that mean you've got to pray straight away? Would it mean that you've got to pray... Straight away. When you get home? No. no. You've, got you've got the legal time until the second okay. prayer. If you, you could say that about... You could say that about praying and then chilling. So the, the question is, are you allowed to chill before you pray? No, the difference is, is that when you decided to choose to combine coming home as a traveller, you have a legal excuse of the fact that you can't pray because you're a traveller. Okay. When you're at home, you are blagging the excuse that you're a traveller without actually being a traveller, and then don't take another liberty as well, praying early and then chilling at home for four hours. That's the point, if that makes sense. Yes, uh, I don't know whether I'm taking liberties, but... In a, in a scenario where, it's, uh, as a woman, you're traveling, and it's a summer's day, so you've got your door and you bring your call with your asset to combine because... Whilst at home. Whilst at home. 
Um, knowing knowing that the journey is a significant one and yeah. to pull over to pray outside of the main mission. Yeah, yeah. yeah. finding a place yeah. where yeah. a woman can pray. Yeah. Once you've done that, you know, where a woman can pray, yeah. can be an Yeah, yeah, mission for a woman to pray on the road, yeah. So, for that reason, you combine. At home. So, you're saying for that reason, that is difficult to, to combine <laughs> at home. Absolutely. And what you'll hear today when we, when we get to the section is that you'll see that this combining in its application is mostly used by women and female conditions. Istihada, for example, when we look in the books of fiqh, you will always see it. Because the classic, uh, classical scholars, the majority didn't follow the opinion that I follow, the istihada. Istihada for me doesn't break wudu. Okay? Uh, istihada for the majority of scholars <coughs> is a breaking of wudu. Irregular vagina obedience, I mean. Yeah? And uh, for, for me, this is an involuntary action. An involuntary forced act that you have no control over is not a breaking of wudu. My position is, is that when someone is suffering from istihada, the only time they break the wudu is they go to the toilet. Yeah, that's when they need to make istijan wudu, right? Whereas otherwise, while it's all happening, they're in a state of wudu. Now, the majority on the other side. For the majority on the other side, it's a mission telling a lady, what's their fatwa? Their fatwa is that every single salah, you've got to make wudu, istijan wudu. That's a nightmare, right? Um, at the best of times, let alone certain people in certain conditions. So... Whenever you see the example being given for what, when, what scenarios can a woman combine the prayer, istihada is top of the list. Or those uh, medical conditions that require water usage a lot, washing, uh, the water supply is difficult, and the like. Uh, yeah, as a share. You, 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 so, so uh, Naj said that you know, she travels 70 miles to go to work. Travel 70 miles or you go 70 miles? I travel 70 miles to go to work. You mean 35, 35 you mean? No, 70. Yeah, so, yeah, so, you, yeah, uh, so uh, you do 70 miles to get to work. So this, uh, that makes you a traveler. And um, uh, you have the concession and the recommended concession of shortening the prayer and not combining. And when you need to, you can combine. So that, that, would, be, that would be the point. So if there's a question, by the way, just general questions, yeah, like that, then we're going to do those at the end, inshallah. We're going to do those uh, 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 more uh, general, yeah, general ones we'll do at the end. Uh, what was I saying? Um, anyway, so, uh, oh yeah, we were just talking about um, uh, uh, combining for travel. So then we arrived into Mecca, yeah, and, and, and to be honest, not praying on the road fitted us, it worked for us. Then we came to here, to Mecca, and we uh, had already made the intention beforehand, as, as is going to come up next week, that when you, make, when you want to combine, you've got to make the intention in the time of that prayer. And so whilst Maghrib was coming in, we already knew that we are not going to pray Maghrib at this time. We're going to pray it later when it comes to Isha. Yes, motivation of praying that in the Masjid al-Haram to get 2.7 million and 2.7 million. Okay, the tiny factor. Tiny one one but that was what we did we then went to the haram we all prayed out made our, our jama'ah and absolutely lovely and uh, we got a very nice place this time yeah beautiful and uh, that's what happens when you go to Baji, Baji Thug Life and I said to her 
Is that okay? And she went, she looked out from her TikTok and went. <laughs> bro, you know, I always go to the, you always go to the Nikabi Babaji's book. She, bro, she had a gun, she had a gun, she was a soldier she was. She was full soldier in Nikabi, you know, they looked amazing. She was there like that in the TikTok. And I go, bad is Nikki, I don't know, she goes. <laughs> and she said, and then she, exactly, is done. Then we're done. So it worked out. So um, uh, now, whilst we're here, what have I said? I've said that there's no no uh, shortening, no combining. Pray behind the imam, whatever. But what did I say about Wednesday? I said that if some of you are, you know, uh, needing extra sleep, make the intention now. Because we, how long was our arm? How long was our umrah, by the way? All night? Isn't it? Right? So it's like six, seven hours. Ten? No, behave. Ten, thirty. We, let's say eleven. Yeah. No. Ten past ten. Bear salam, dua, this, that, whatever. We got in for about eleven. Let's say half past eleven. Yeah, half past eleven. Right? So half past eleven. And basically, we five four was it? Basically, everyone's finishing around four, five o'clock. Uncle still not back. Yeah, uncle still not back. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, like six hours missions, bro. Right. So obviously, and it's so tiring, and you end the whole day awake. And so I said, and I want to make this clear. I I said it is permissible for you lot. I would have said that even if you aren't travelling, but you are travellers as well. And that level of tiredness to then have breakfast and then you know go to sleep at probably eight or nine o'clock and then wake up for twelve, yeah, that's a lot. Wake up at three, and you can that 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 extra three hours at this moment in time will save the quality of the rest of the three days. You sacrifice it and you wake up, like some plums did, and that's why my head is killing me. And I saw a few others here who went in. I think you went in early as well. Then you're taking a risk. You know what I'm trying to say? And so I said that you can combine with the Dohar and Asr. Otherwise, the rest of the prayers are not to be combined. And then, uh, oh, it's today, isn't it? Oh, yeah, today. And then yeah, what happened? What happened? Rain come and killed us all. <laughs> and then I wrote all the details in the group about what the options are in terms of combining, which was not needed because, alhamdulillah, the rain uh, dried up. So that's actually practically the section that we're covering right now couldn't possibly be put into more practical use the last two, three months than what we just did in these, these two journeys today. And I just want to remind myself and everybody else that I know that this is obviously, you know, it's difficult to be on these kind of programs, Tarbiya programs. Uh, but it's not about the Tarbiya program, it's about traveling. And I want to say to you that Imam al-Bukhari, he uh, uh, made a chapter in his Sahih, and it's something I've been saying all my life, that it doesn't matter if you don't have a reason to study or, or a teacher abroad or whatever, traveling itself is a form of seeking knowledge and learning. It will force you to have to ask many questions, different scenarios, and a lot of the time when you live through an experience, you understand it so much better than the theory. It's really important to travel, really, really important, especially now that we've learned how when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala takes a blessing away, yeah, and after what happened in COVID, then traveling is a blessing. I was telling the chief today, subhanAllah, I prayed in the place today, I, I, on my head was spinning. I could not believe it. I nearly, I, I, like, I was so overcome emotionally. I was praying at the, the, on the ground floor in the masjid uh, that we've been prevented from praying from for the last how many years? And not uh, pre-COVID, actually. 
pre-COVID, isn't it? They stopped it pre-COVID. Um, and that is the ground floor normal masjid area for men. Uh, if you want to know what I'm talking about, is that when you enter in for Umrah through Malik Fahad Gate, you know, like we all did when we walk in, you saw on the left and right, very nice carpeted empty areas, whatever, whatnot. Normally, that's how where everybody would pray. You come early, that's where you fill up. And if you come late, then you fill up the first floor. That's how the masjid was. Look like a masjid, operate like a masjid. Now they always have those areas closed off. For some reason, from Jabal Umar outside, when we walked in, the gate or the door was open to go in. I walked in, sat down, I couldn't believe it. And then I remember the last time that I was sitting in that area was when I recorded, if you've ever seen it, uh, the video on how to eat dates according to the sunnah. Yeah, and not to touch it with your fingers, the date stone, and how the Prophet would put the date like that and put it aside and not get his fingers on it. So when he picks up another date, he's not got spittle on his fingers, right? So the date stone goes there and it gets put aside and the fingers always avoid and you pick up another one and then you finish it. And I remember recording that, me and the chief, in that particular exact area that I prayed in. I haven't been there for like four or five years. SubhanAllah, that's crazy. So, uh, anyway. Of course. All, all of traveling and hardship and concessions is entirely a judgment call entirely difficult entirely to be understood don't ask for what is cold what is rain what is difficulty i will give you some ideas what the scholars say but they're not absolute they are subjective according to a person's understanding they are subjective according to a person's culture right and you remember a few principles before you operate with them you remember that classic taqwa qabl al-fatwa fear allah before you start looking for an easy way out for a fatwa but if it's valid, then you use it. On, and I think we ran a lot this time because we were meant to use four or five our uh, planes from Heathrow. In the UK, you were meant to leave at Maghrib time. The plane got delayed, yes. Maghrib kicked in. Maghrib entered, yes. We were sleeping slightly today. Yes. So I said to us last week, they were comfortable. We prayed standing at the airport Yes. the check-in place. Yes. And I said we'd rather combine here now. Yes. So that both our planes yeah, and I think I told you at the time. If so, this is a good example. Let's say that uh, uh, you're on a journey. For those who are online, yeah. Imagine that you're about to go on a journey. You know that the plane is meant to leave before Maghrib, and as a result of that, I've said that you're going to pray Maghrib and Isha uh, later on the plane. But the plane is delayed, all right, and the plane being delayed means that you are now you don't have enough time to pray maghrib in its right time and bring isha forward and pray both of them standing now is this the right thing to do or not there's no doubt that this is a good thing to do because as you just heard you get to pray standing proper solid everything not taking concessions not being in the air not being in the right qibla etc etc experience though teaches us a different thing if this was me if i was there i would have not let a single person pray and I would have been very, very hardcore about it as well. Why? Because the lack of, uh, what's the word? The lack of um, clarity, I want to say, or understanding from the people about what regulations are from airlines when it comes to the concept of delay can cause a huge fitna. I am a person who's first-hand experienced that. There was a flight that was delayed. Now, obviously, slightly different when it's check-in versus at the gate okay but i can tell you from both examples so when a flight is delayed i don't know whether you all knew this or not in fact you know what i'm going to ask you a question your flight is meant to leave at 10 o'clock in the morning 
Okay. You've got to read that sometimes. <laughs> you have to read that in the time anyway. I just got told by text message that the flight is now leaving at 10 o'clock at night. Okay? 10 o'clock in the morning. It hasn't, they, they don't say, before, but we've got the message. You got, you're signed up to, to uh, notifications. You receive an email and a phone call that says, your, your plane is, sorry, your plane has been delayed. It is delayed until 10 p.m. Is that clear? 12 hours delay. My question to you, what time do you need to be there? 10 a.m. I've already answered that, haven't I? I've already answered it, obviously. I've already answered it. Okay. Then let me. Then let. No, you see that you. No, let me ask a different. Let me ask a different question. Which one of you guys knew that? Exactly. Who knows that? What a stupid rule! I absolutely lost my mind. Of course, No, no. This wasn't today. This was. This wasn't this trip. This was last. This was this year, January, when I was going to Egypt. Okay. Exactly that happened to me. Turkish Airlines from Manchester, and uh, it wasn't uh, 10 p.m., but I made it extreme to give you anything. But it was, I think, like about 2 o'clock or something like that. It delayed three, four hours. Bro, I live 10 minutes from the airport. You're having a laugh if I'm going anywhere, right? I saw that. I said, fantastic. I just kicked off my shoes, lying down, buzzing, right? Um, Mrs. Bill, what are you doing? I'll go, bro. Uh, oh, sugar, there you go. Shahid told that when it happened, uh, I, I was uh, hit LP the next. Oh, of course, I missed LP as a result of it. Exactly, exactly. It happened in January, yes. So, I mean, you know, when I came to the airport on time, guy would check out some clothes, check in for clothes. I said, oh, what the hell is this? They go, who told you to come now? I go, you said the message. I go, here's the message. So, so, he goes, that's what time the planes leave, not what your check in time is. I go, why would I check in? Yeah, and even seven hours before the thingy. And they said, that's the rules, that's this, that's that. Well, that's the first time I've read that, I heard in my entire life. They go, just everybody knows that. <laughs> everybody knows that. Now, now, I know that what you're saying is slightly different. Okay? You're saying that it says delayed and you've already checked in. So I'll give you another example to show you where that's from. This trip. Uh... The flight said leaving at 11 o'clock. And then the announcement went up that the flight has been delayed until 1.30. Okay? And uh, Amjad was actually at the uh, thingy. I was in the lounge. And he was at the gate. And he goes to me at half past 11 that you need to come here right now. They're checking in straight away. This announcement of delay is entirely an arbitrary figure based upon what? When a plane is normally delayed, like it was Storm Pier, what was happening? Yeah, yeah. It was, I don't want to put the Pakistanis under the bus. You see what he did? He did that intentionally, you see? Right? He got no Izzat Pakistan whatsoever. So he said Storm PIA. Haram, that is. It's Pia. They don't fly anymore. Listen to me. No, they do. That was a PIA flight. It's a cold share, Turkish flight. You didn't know that, did you? You didn't know that, did you? By the way, they do jump over to a Pakistani plane in Europe where it's allowed. And what? And what? <laughs> no. <laughs> so, Storm Pier, you might have seen all the videos, right? You've seen the Emirates uh, 380, it tried to land five times into Manchester, couldn't, yep. And so it got sent off. And my, our, our flight, the guy, captain guy, whatever, from Istanbul, he tried to land the plane on Thursday last week six times. He couldn't. PIA pilot was a lummy guy. PIA was a First time, if it goes graz, yeah, or not. It's down, it's down. It's down, it's down, isn't it? So, 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 
So what happened? Yeah, so uh, uh, my, my point is, is that that's when they put the delay sign up. Yeah, when they know that they've had to now go up and now do X. He did say or that the, the Huh? We will buy the game. We didn't pay one dinar. I said to them, I said, some of you pay. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, that's good. If you're like splitting things up and you've got someone holding the door. We don't want a big crowd. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway, your point was valid anyway. And my point is, is that definitely be aware that there are caveats to that scenario. And that's something which is important. Let me say something else, right? This is also the peril of being an emir. Okay? Sometimes, this happened to us in Hajj this year. Okay? Remember Hajj this year? What happened when we arrived at the airport? Yeah, and we were not allowed to come off the oh, buses, and the fajr kicked in, and what a what a fitna that caused, and why did it cause? Why did it cause? Because of the ignorance of some people who didn't know that you must follow instructions, not make your own judgment call. Do you understand? You were the emir. I told you to make the decision. They followed the decision. It worked out well. If they weren't following your decision and they decided, what would they decide? And I do think that some actually did go back to the musalla and pray. By the way, okay, right. So not everybody even did what you wanted them to do. Because I didn't want to force it on them. Tika, you've opened the door to them. And so then what's going to happen? Once the door's been opened, even though you've told them how they're meant to do it, some people, whether they knew, didn't know, whether they respected your decision, didn't respect your decision, they went back to the musallah, which is the absolute no-no. When I saw that, I said, what the, what's going on there? That is the exact scenario that I don't want to happen, where they come and then the door's closed. Now, here's the thing. When they are understanding you, this works perfectly. But the key is, is that it doesn't need to make sense. Your decision, like if you had said to them, all of them, don't pray. And they said, there's one hour delay right here. This is haram what you're telling us. You should say, I'm telling you, don't pray. We made the, we made the decision already. We're going to pray on the plane. It doesn't matter what. And that's exactly what happened in Hajj. Yeah? They said, the time's running out, this, that, blah, 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 blah. I said, pray right now, right here. No, no, we're going to get off. And then what happened? Officers went crazy, police went crazy. Big mission. Uh, based on another change of situation. So, for example, your flight is... My, my question wants to come to no attempt to culturally combine them should be done together. We said that culturally... No, let's not talk about that. That's, that's, that's big door. Uh, I, I want to cover that, inshallah, in, in its right place next week. Uh, all right. So, Sheikh says, <laughs> still on the first line of page 290. Okay. Only 42 minutes gone by. May says, having kittens. Right. So, um, the Sheikh says that this person, he can do it whether he's got a headache, back pain, stomachache, got some skin condition, anything. Yani, whatever the reason is, why? Because number one, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in Surah Al-Baqarah, verse 185, Allah only wants ease for you, not difficulty for you. And he also subhanahu wa ta'ala says in Surah Al-Hajj, verse 78, And he did not place in his religion for you difficulty. So this is the first reason, difficulty. Al-Mashaqqah Tajibu Taysir, as the fiqh maxim states, that difficulty always brings ease. When there's difficulty, you will find ease. And that means that the ease is not yani, from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, something like that. It means that when a difficult situation comes to you, you will find an easy way out of that within the same law that you are including things with. 
The second evidence, that's the Quranic evidence. The second evidence is the hadith of Abdullah ibn Abbas that we've been speaking about so much. Um, that the Prophet ﷺ combined in Medina between Dhuhr and Asr, between Maghrib and Isha, and there was no fear, there was no war, there was no fighting situation, and there was no rain. And there was no rain. The reference to this hadith you will see um, uh, is given as Muslim, Sahih Muslim. I just want to say to you, those who are the, you know, the kind of advanced students in the class, that there is a naqd of this hadith, even though it's in Sahih Muslim, with this wording, okay, min ghayri khawfin wala matar, there was no fear, there was no matar. There are some scholars that said that actually the word matar is shab, and that all other narrations don't mention, mention matar, rain, and therefore, and that they actually mention safar, and therefore, there is nothing authentic on the combining, textually speaking, for rain. If you remember last week, what did we say? If someone says, why do we combine if the rain comes? We use this hadith. Abdullah ibn Abbas, he said that the Prophet combined in Medina between Maghrib and Isha, <coughs> and there was no rain. Which means that you combine when there's rain. Does that make sense? Yeah? So it's not a direct hadith. It's not a statement of the Prophet but it's an indication by Ibn Abbas that the Prophet would combine for rain. Because he just said he combined and it wasn't raining. Meaning if it was raining, he would have combined. You get the point, yeah? The logical point. Now, if I were to say that this is the only evidence that allows combining, and then I was to say to you that actually even this hadith is under scrutiny, and you say, how is that possible? Because in Sahih Muslim, that's why I said this is for the advanced students. For the advanced students of knowledge, even hadith in Sahih Muslim, even some in Bukhari need big, big detailed discussion investigation. Alhamdulillah, Bukhari is sound and Muslim is as well. And I don't believe actually it's opinion that the word matar is odd to the other narrations. I do believe that this narration is authentic. And I also believe that if it was safar, this wouldn't make sense either, because they were in Medina. Why would the Prophet, why would Ibn Abbas say that there was no fear and no safar when he's already told them that it was in Medina, right? You don't need to state that, like I mentioned last week. Anyway, that's a side point. So these are the two uh, uh, evidences. So the Prophet uh, did that, and Ibn Abbas, when he was asked why did he do that, وسلم, he said the Prophet intended by that to lift difficulty from his ummah. And therefore, whenever a difficulty comes, then that will allow us then to uh, utilize that. Okay? So the Sheikh says that therefore, if a person does not have any difficulty, it's not allowed to combine. Okay? It's not allowed to combine. And that's important. The mashaka has got to be real. And you're going to be asking a question, okay, well, how do I do that? I'm not here to answer that. I've got no idea. You have to have the good heart, good intention to answer that yourself, right? You've got to be the one who makes that judgment call. Good luck to you, right? But use your common sense. Well, of course it is. Of course it is. And, but I'll tell you something. You say it's open. Everyone knows when they're blagging it. Everybody knows. Everybody has an internal moral compass that knows that they're taking a liberty. That, that makes it subjective. Then. Of course it's subjective. Right. No, but that's correct. Right. That, no, no. So, so this is different. So, if you imagine, sorry, okay. Imagine you're an Eskimo. Imagine you're an Eskimo, and you know, for you, snow is like the most normal thing. Whether snow is a reason or not, we'll come to that. Um, but, but, let's just say that you know you are. The question now is, 
that when it's another reason, because you added snow into it, right? Well, is, no, 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 bro, you've got to stick to your example, get off. Right? So, are you shortening stroke, combining, combining, sorry. Are you combining because of difficulty or because just the presence of snow was enough? That's another, that's another argument. Do you understand? Like, for example, if it rained, we're gonna we're gonna come to it. Yeah, well, you say that. Ask Allah, Yanis, does he want to? Does he, bro? Ask him, does he want to pray in the floods or what? He doesn't. There's one thing, Yanis, of being used to. Huh? Do you? Come now, bro. Yeah. 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 So, so like I said, we're gonna we're gonna discuss. The, there's obviously some parameters, but what I'm saying is that there are parameters to all these things: illness, rain, wetness, this, that, whatever. I'm gonna go through all of them. I've already uh, mentioned sickness is an open book, right? It's very clear. It doesn't matter what the form of sickness is. The illa, the reason is anything which, if you do it, is going to cause difficulty. And that difficulty could be whatever it is that you think this is really just, uh, I'm having a nightmare, not enjoying my prayer, not constant. We've already spoken about this a couple of months ago, that it is important that a person is relaxed enough in, he in their head when they're praying so that they're enjoying the prayer and understanding it and it's not, yani, they're not ruining the khushua. That's a fundamental condition of the prayer, right? So it's not as subjective as you may think, actually, right? Anyway, so Sheikh says, um, what is, he goes, what if someone wants to ask you at the top of the page 391? Give us an example of <coughs> mashakka, hardship. He goes, al mashakka an yata'athara bil qiyam al qu'ud idha farraqa salatin. He goes that this person will be affected if the prayer is kept up. They will be affected. He goes, oh, that person will be affected if they are going to have to make individual wudu for every prayer. So that's just, that, that hardship has got nothing to do with the body at all. That's about just the missions of having to go and get water. Because they know, for example, let's say, you know, we don't consider a person to be ill if they're making wudu for every salah. It's quite normal to pass wind or whatever in a four-hour period, right? That's not difficulty. And so if a person is expected to be making in a normal kind of condition, he's not incontinent, he's not, you know, flatulence, not IBS, and therefore needs to make wudu for every prayer. But to get the water is a real nightmare for each prayer. This is an example of difficulty. So it will, it will differ from person to person. So Sheikh says, in summary, whenever some difficult situation comes, then it will uh, be allowed for him. Sheikh says, then continues, that it is, yeah, Yeah. They could get the concession of tayammum, or they could get the concession of. Uh, the question was, is that if a person uh, doesn't have water, why would they just not, you know, default to tayammum? And the answer is that it's possible, but also that it is permissible to combine the prayer. This could be to use something, for example, knowing that in advance. It could be something that, um, you know, uh, uh, that you're planning for. You know, there's a shortage, or you know, there's an issue, whatever. Sheikh, just on that, even yep. when they say that the two conditions combine, for example, they give the scenario of the person wakes up and he's doing, and he's only got three minutes left. Should he pray outside the prayer time by making, uh, you know, by doing water? Is that the case where you decide, you decide it's a majority that the prayer time is more important, so therefore you will use the or if you follow the other position, 
that the time's not as important as the purity. Therefore, you would say, no, I'm going to do wudu rather than qiyam. Because you've given concessions on both. Would you choose which one's better? So the question is, is that if a person wakes up and they're in a state of janab, there's only three minutes left, and do they uh, uh, prioritize the prayer and not be in a state of purity uh, because there's not enough time or water? Yeah, that's not that, that that's that's nothing. Um, what's what's important are the evidences, and not how you rearrange a, a, a fiqh book. What what matters is what you consider to be the more important thing at that time, like you just said. That's not a concession. That's the way that you interpret the original rule. Okay, the, the your your concluding action of whether you decide that well, I'm going to miss this prayer because I don't have ghusl and I have to make ghusl and it's going to take me 20 minutes to do X Y Z, even to do it in a minimum way. Blah blah blah. Then clearly you are making the decision at that time. To not pray fajr because you believe that the condition of uh, purity is something which is the more important and that you will not be punished because you are fulfilling that. This is not about emergency or not or concession or not. It's the fact that you believe that that's required. It wasn't your fault that you've woken up too late. Now, if you were at fault for waking up with only three minutes, that's a different story. Let's say we're talking about a person who failed to wake up with their alarm woke up at three minutes now. Now, actually, the, 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 the mentioning of three minutes is a red herring. We shouldn't be speaking about three minutes. We should be speaking about ada. This is the time of prayer. And I can't pray because I don't have the necessary purity, and therefore I'm going to... So if you, go, if you take that, you're not taking a concession. That's how you understand the fiqh position. The alternative is likewise. It's how you understand the fiqh uh, uh, position. Um, right. Uh, now, then the Sheikh says that the next uh, uh, combining concession is in between. Yeah, you know what? I don't know whether we start that. We do, yeah. Is there already anything? All right, that's that's a good point. Khalas, let's do some let's do some Q and A because like, because the whole session wasn't Q and A at all, was it? Right. So. I don't know. Mesa is going to go absolutely mental. Mesa, I just want to say that. <coughs> See, it's like Mesa right now, right now. Are we going to go and fulfill the first requirement or the second requirement? Is it the purity or is it the prayer time? Is it that she wants only one hour or is it that she wants content covered from the class? Well, both can't be done, can it? Yeah? So we've only done covered one page, but we'll finish in her beloved one hour slot. I, I can always make Mesa happy. Who said anyone that... Any, you guys always make up Mesa to be some kind of matron dragon. She's the life source of this entire class. Never forget it. Okay, you ungrateful Pakis. All right? Right. Okay, let's do questions. Yeah. On, online, guys, I haven't seen anything. Anyone that, uh, that is missing from last week or anything else, then, then do that as well. Right, let's go here. Yeah. When I said combine today, today you mean Dhuhr and Asr, you mean if you are too tired to wake up, yeah? Yeah, so you said to, com to pray the four uh, behind the Imam and Dhuhr, not the Asr. If you were doing this at the Asr time, if you had walked in at the Asr Jama'ah time, <coughs> I said that you would so make this. If you walked in before the Adhan started, like I did, 
I walked in, what are you in? You're in Dhuhr time. So I, yeah, of course. Yeah, I was not talking, I said that you arrived for the Imam praying Asr. Like, I'm, I pray Zohar on time. Because, yeah, I said combine. Uh, she's right. That is what I said. That is what I said. But what I said was if you come and you arrive at the time that he's about to pray Asr, you would make the intention for Zohar. You pray the four rak'ah behind him. And then when the prayer is finished, you will stand up and pray two rak'ah Salatul Asr. And that was my intention as well. But I couldn't go to sleep for some reason. I woke up early and then I said, well, what the hell am I doing here then? Yep. Oh, absolutely. In fact, I think you, uh, yeah, the question, the question is, is that what if you arrived at the masjid and you have arrived between Adhan and Iqama, you do know that you've got some time left and then should you then pray your own Dhuhr to Raka'ah and then make the Asr, the Asr with the Imam? Absolutely no doubt about that. Absolutely no doubt about that. Yes. Yes. Um, um Ibrahim uh, asks, I've got to say, the new, new thing is looking good. Huh? You've got replies. It's a little accurate question, so that's why this didn't come up as a question originally. All oh, right. No, that, it doesn't need to be that clever, man. I mean, just put it in the comments, isn't it? Like, oh, right, it says so questions. Read the comments. The only comment in question is a Greek. Because this question from Um Ibrahim was sent six minutes ago. Huh. Uh-huh, okay. I'm just happy you got replies and you got emojis and yani, mashallah. Right, okay. We said combining prayers is not a good habit. Is it okay for children who normally sleep early, who are not baligh and maybe 10 or 11, combine Maghrib and Isha when the days are really long and Isha is like at 10? Or is this also something to be avoided? No, this is something to be encouraged massively. And my own children, uh, for the longest time, when they're young, all of them have been made to combine their Maghrib and Isha at home during the summertime from... June until end of July, not in August because they're in holidays, but when they're in the school days, Maghrib and Isha at home, when the Isha starts at 11, uh, in, in our part in Manchester, 11.02 or something like that, which is crazy. So they've been praying their Maghrib and their Isha uh, on time. If they are not Baalig and very young, then uh, at 7 o'clock when they go to bed, 8 o'clock when they go to bed, Maghrib and Isha for them is acceptable. It's not a legal prayer even at the Maghrib time, yeah? But when they start getting to 8, 9, 10s, 11s, then that discipline is required, okay? That discipline is required, especially when you're waking them up for Fajr. And I do, and you should be, all right? 7 onwards, uh, practice-wise, 10, absolutely without doubt, even if it's 3 o'clock in the morning. And so you do play with the concessions for them. Uh, generally, kids are all right. They don't you only take those concessions to heart. It doesn't become a habit for them. They understand the game. And uh, it comes with making sure that you take them off, put them on, take them off, put them on, never to be leaving it just, you know, up, up, up in the air. The caveat is that they're The caveat, of course, the caveat. You no, do right. some little rat, yani, I made him go to the prayer and everything, whatever, at 7 o'clock, then chilling. Kids going to swing their beat. That's it. Yes. So if you go, so if you go to the masjid, if you go to the masjid and they are combining perpetually, <coughs> this is bid'ah. There's no doubt about it. And you pray maghrib there, and you leave, and you pray isha at home. Yeah. And for yeah. Oh, by the way, now it doesn't need to be on the subject. Now, yeah, go. On. So if you, um, have 
In a normal masjid. Yeah. Yeah. And when you arrive, so your intention is to go and read the Quran. Yeah. The time you go is five fifteen before the Asr. Yeah. When you arrive, they're standing up for Asr. Right. You still haven't done your Zuhur. Yeah. What is the position of do you read Asr with them and then Zuhur after, or do you read Zuhur and then Asr? So if you arrived at what you thought was Dhuhr time and you haven't prayed your Dhuhr, but you're late and Asr has started, and they stood up to pray, the Jama'ah are praying Asr in that area, Musalla, Masjid, whatever, then you would join them to get the reward of the Jama'ah, and you would make your intention for Dhuhr. And obviously it is problematic just for you that you delayed it, but if you had a legitimate reason, then maybe there's some space for that. But otherwise, yeah, otherwise you just pray with the Imam, with your Dhuhr, that's done now, then you stand up and then you pray uh, Asr after that. This whole issue of, you know, praying uh, order, this, that, it works sometimes and other times it doesn't work. You know, just now, in, uh, uh, when I went out for Salat al-Isha, so I'm walking, <laughs> this is absolutely crazy. I mean, it's crazy because it's like at least one and a half million people here, right? It's busy, but it's not like crazy busy, it's not two and a half million. So out of all that one and a half million, I'm walking, 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 and I've seen his text, you know, saying that go to the extension, that's the one that's least flooded, whatever. And I'm looking, and I'm walking, walking, and every door to the extension is closed, right? And so I'm thinking, oh, we've got to pray outside. That murder on the knees. I said, all right then. So everyone's standing everywhere. The salah has started, yes? And as you can see, people praying the first rakah. Uh, sorry, uh, uh, you can tell he's coming up to the end of the first rakah, and then he goes for rakah, and everyone is just legging it and just stopping anywhere to, you know, join it, which is the worst thing, horrible thing, haram thing, everything. Yeah, yeah, even that one, you know, they go into the court and they walk and whatever. So, anyway, I carried on walking. I carried on, this is, this is so funny. I carried on walking because, yeah, I, I'll carry on walking to the front even if I miss three rakah, not four, but three, yeah? So, you know what I mean? So, walk, 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 and I noticed that there was like about 20, 30, 40 people around me and all of them had disappeared except one guy. Right, except one guy, and I can see him on my side, like whatever. But he's there, and he's tall, and I can see he's African, right? And I said to myself, and I haven't turned to him at all, so I can just see his color of his face, and I can see the ihram. But I mean, literally, he's there, and I'm looking that way, so I've got no idea. But I'm walking down, and I'm thinking, oh, you sick guy, you legend guy, well done. And he carries on walking, carries on walking. We walk for another 20, 30 kind of meters side by side now. I'm not looking at him, he's not looking at me, until the, the, like, we get right to the front, and he's just about to start the surah of the sexist Fatiha, he was reading slow, so we got yeah, an oil mouth, whatever, and then we're about to then line up, and I look to my left, you know, so he can come to the thingy, and uh, he looks to his right, and it's Sheikh Muhammad Faqih, yeah, it's Sheikh Muhammad, who I was always planning to meet, and out of, subhanAllah, how that happened, anyway, that's the first part, amazing. So I laughed, I said, man, sahib al-sunnah. He goes, sahib al-sunnah. He goes, I hate that bit. I go, well done. Ahsan. Then he goes to me. He hasn't prayed maghrib. He hasn't prayed maghrib. <laughs> <laughs> he goes, what am I going to do now? I said, you know what you're going to have to do now. Okay. He goes, now I'm going to pray three rakah. I've got, I've got three rakah left. <laughs> I, said, Are you? I said, you dare do that? And... I said to him, impossible, you'll pray now, you'll pray Isha with this Imam as a Nafil, and then you will go and pray Maghrib, and you will go and pray Isha. 
the reason not in the courtyard is because we are praying in the courtyard. The whole concept of the courtyard is that you are away from the jama'ah and people do not see you separately praying to cause fitna. Everybody's seeing you now. You start going praying separately, what are people thinking? What the hell is this guy doing? You understand what I'm saying? So I said, you will join this jama'ah and you will pray with the imam and you will finish the isha and it will be nafil and then you will get up afterwards and you will pray maghrib and isha because the order is the most important. And he looks at me with this broken face and heart. <laughs> so I'll tell you this, this, this way. So then we, we, we said, Allah Akbar, we prayed. When I got up, he sat there, sat there, sat there, like as if he's thinking about it, then he gets up as well. <laughs> he prays this one rakah, he gives us salam. I look at him, I go, I bet you regret that sunnah behavior now, don't you? Huh? He goes, Wallahi, he goes, man, you kill me, man. He goes, I'm a follower of Al-Albani. He's the only person that I know. Shaykh al-Albani who allowed this, right? He did allow it, that a person can pray Maghrib behind a person praying Isha. And not just the three thing, because that would be not permissible to intentionally like hold back and let an Imam pray. His opinion is that you've got to join, but in the third rakah you stay seated while the Imam stands up, which is the most horrific thing to see by the way. But it's a valid position, because why? This is a fatwa scenario, right? It's a fatwa scenario. There's no clear position. There are, as I've said before in Fatwa Salah, you would see me speak about this on Divine Link. There's 20 different positions of the scholars on this, right? And maybe you've even heard the story that I, with Sheikh Dido, yeah, when he was one who uh, introduced this concept to me. And I, I, like I said, I follow the opinion that order must be maintained. Order must be maintained. You've got to get Maghrib done before you join that. Don't come to the masjid. Don't do, go and pray in a room somewhere. But, you've got, but it doesn't matter if the Jama'ah is going on, but don't let them see you praying Maghrib, but you've got to get Maghrib done first. If you can't, then you just got to join. That's a nafal. It's a, like a nothing kind of thing. Yep. And then you got to then do your maghrib and your isha. Why did I mention this story? Oh, this was because of uh, some, something. What, why did I mention that for? Oh, yeah, because of the order of the prayer. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So to pray qada prayers also have to be in order. That depends what the qada prayer is. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, go If you pray Zuhr before you got onto the flight. Before you got on the flight. Yeah. The flight goes into a different time zone. Yeah. And then now you're before Zuhr. Yes. Yes. Are you still old Zuhr? No. No. If you go to an area now where it's gone backwards and now Zuhr is, is, is there, you don't need to. Yeah. You've prayed the Zuhr of that day. Yep. And it gets more funky than that. When the Americans are coming to here by the other way around, or to Australia, or on the way back, they lose a whole day, they gain a whole day. Do we pray twice in the same day for the whole prayers? Madness, madness. It was Faqih actually who sent me on the phone the other day, last week, a couple of weeks ago, Naveed maybe even as well, that they, they ended up praying. Oh, like, I, I can't even get my head around it. That obviously helps to give an answer, but I mean, it still doesn't help understand the question, does it? You know what I mean? It's so crazy, some of these questions. If we uh, are a traveler by uh, road and are returning back home after the time of Isha has entered on any day, can we pray Maghrib and Isha together after getting home? Or do we need to make a stop whilst traveling before arriving home? That one's very difficult. That's what we, you asked. Yeah, no, no. You, you don't have to do anything. You, you, the concession lasts for the prayer time, whether you're at home or not. So you would go home. Would the rule change if travel is by air and the flight is arriving after Isha 
time. I just want to make it clear, Thaqib, uh, 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 that it doesn't matter if the car uh, is arriving back home after Isha or the plane is arriving back after Isha. It's about Maghrib, right? If in the Maghrib time you have an issue that's allowing you a concession, you can take the concession and delay. It's not about what time it arrives. If something is coming after Isha... What's coming? He's getting home after Isha. So then you have to create... After Isha. So, so, so uh, but, but he's in the journey, isn't it? Before. Yeah. The issue is not about Isha, is it? The issue is about Maghrib. He's asking, can you combine Maghrib and Isha? It's got nothing to do with Isha. Okay. Yeah? Uh, so you can pray the Maghrib and Isha together. Uh, 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 and you're staying at the airport. Yes, you can do that. But you would do it normally at home. That concession is allowed for you until you get home. One of our local messages here doesn't uh, combine Maghrib and Isha. Doesn't. But they pray Isha an hour or so before I entered because apparently they have a fatwa for doing that. Well, I think that's even worse. No, they delay it. Yeah, that doesn't make sense, Fiza, by the way. Because, because yeah, that's, yeah, it's combined. Exactly. Well done, Suleiman. That's exactly combining. Because in the summertime, most people put Isha down at what, what if they're rough trying to follow Sunnah 115, 120 after uh, Maghrib. But some masjids, the Hanafi masjids, they set it as an hour. Mm. If you're praying an hour before the time, well, that is Maghrib. That is combining. But anyway, one of the Imams of the masjid does not pray there because he doesn't agree. Uh, and that's the same as mine. I don't pray in, in any masjid. When Shido messes up, I don't pray there. When Makki used to play around, I didn't used to pray there. Huh? Huh? No, they used to, they used to, yeah. Or even Shido. Bro, you don't know how many kickoffs I've had in Shiro, bro. You should see the, 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 the you know, the, the, if you look at the Fajr time now in Ramadan, it's been changed because I refused to, uh, to attend if they didn't change it. They kept doing it too early. They prayed the Fajr Jama'at. You see, that's the, that's, the, uh, uh, that's the other fitna, right? They know that the... Um, that's not about them, that's take them out to pray in a mosque. Yeah, any mosque. You know, well, after they're done everything, it's a Shiro, yeah? But the point is, the point is, is that what do people do? They, people want to try to make the Fajr time as close as possible to the Suhoor time. Uh, sorry, the Jama'ah time, I mean. Mm. As close as possible to the Suhoor time. And so they, they establish their Jama'ah. Now, you've got these people who start to fast at 2 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. With sunrise at 5 o'clock. What the hell is that? What the hell is that? 18 degrees, bro. 18 degrees, Bakwas, man. Yeah. Right. Last one from you or last one from online? <laughs> Sorry to go back. Would you be considered a traveler if you're working in a different city for a year? You have a place to stay there, but it's not set up as home. But I come back to your home city weekly, even twice a week. That again, goes back to how you're feeling in the place. If the place feels like a, uh, uh, a home, then it's a home. Yeah. Then. Yeah. Yeah. Right? In so you're saying that you're in a in a place where you need to pray Zohar yeah. and there's half an hour that you've got to pray it. How long how long left until Asr? No, no, the Asr starts so you came in like the brother said, you came in Asr started this time, you put Asr Jumaah. Yes. So your intention is to pray Zohar. Yes, and right? you pray with them. With them. Yep. And it's permissible to wait until more people come and have another Jumaah. 
Yes, and I tell you why it's permissible. You're saying now then that you've got time, so you might as well stay there. And now can I pray my asr with them, uh, 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 with the second jama'ah that will come in half an hour? The answer to that, the reason it's permissible is because you had no intention of combining in the first place. <laughs> and actually your prayer with the imam that's praying asr for your zahar was, is not, you're not praying it now because you're combining. You're praying it now because you're late and you need to pray it. Yeah. And the prayer that follows after it is not actually technically combining. This isn't a combining answer. Did you understand it as combining, by the way? Yeah, it is not actually combining. Right? Because you know, if, he had, if it was before, in Dhuhr time, then it would be combining. But he's actually arrived in Asr time with no intention of combining. So he has to pray immediately, whatever happens. And he's just decided that I'm going to pray with the Imam, which is the right thing to do, and make the intention for Dhuhr. And then... Uh, to answer your question, of course you can wait because you'd be praying Asr in its right time, at uh, whatever time you choose. Yeah. Yeah. If you had no intention of combining throughout the day, and then a circumstance happens that you you find it difficult, so between Asr and Maghrib, you decide to combine Asr and Maghrib because you might not be able to catch Maghrib, or for example, uh, Maghrib and Isha, because you might not be able to catch Isha. Can you, um, if you had no intention at the start of the day? And, you find, and then during midway portion where you find that actually um, there might be a situation that you need to combine, can you do that? So, so a couple of things. The first thing is, is that when it comes to combining a prayer, um, there's only certain combinations allowed. Fajr can never be combined with anything. Zuhar mm -hmm. and Asr can only be combined with each other at one of the two times. And Maghrib and Isha can only be combined with one another at either of the two times. So an Asr and Maghrib couldn't be combined anyway. Secondly, the intention for combining doesn't need to be done at the beginning of the day. It needs to be done in the time of the first prayer that's going to be effective. So if you wanted to combine your Asr prayer with the Zuhr prayer, you would need to make that intention for the Zuhr, for the Asr, before the Asr time starts, during the uh, Zuhr time. But anyway, that's next week. Yeah, that's, that's going to be next week. Rafael, last question. Uh, but I have two questions. No. Nope. Chief, yeah, and he's giving you zero extra. Should we go by Chief or you want to go by Charity? Taking yeah, you see that? Uh, go and take two. Just <laughs> so that you know. Uh, so one is for uh, combining the prayers. So if you are combining Maghrib and Isha on those, so that you don't have to pray for when you get home. You don't have to pray for the Why are you throwing Shazad sleep under the bus like that? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Bhaji just said, what if you combine on the on the road? If you combine on the road to take advantage of two and two so that you don't have to get home and pray four and four. Shazada, what have you done to these people, Yara? She's so upset, man, she's throwing you under the bus like that. Shazada is very proud of that, by the way. I know it's allowed, but if it's better to pray. You're trying to say Shazada is haram. You're trying to say Shazada would ever do something that's not the best thing possible. Shazad Saneem, Amir Sab. I want to say that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is not promoting this religion any haraj. And if a person is going to be so tired when they get home and you yeah, need a long journey, that's what Shazad Salim puts to me anyway. I follow my Amir Sahib. If Shazad Salim says that, I will say, Chala, let's pray two rakah, two rakah right now. Why would I ever, me, ever go against Amir Sahib? Tell me that. He's going to go home and pray 17. <laughs> 
Oh, Shazada has your second question. Please be easy on Shazada. Yeah. Go on. This is uh, making Qatar. Well, what Shazada said. And yes, I'm spoken. Because I am the one driving all the time. Wallah is right. Oh, so this is an attack on me! So this is an attack. He has a, Shazada, she got so CC, he has a reason. Uh, my reason is I follow my Amir. The driver is the Amir. Isn't it? And I don't want him to be full alone. And I'm a charitable kind of guy. I want to give him reward 27 times. Ross. I've got to stop you there. I've just been cussed for being a passenger princess. Is that a thing? <laughs> no, that's with that. What the hell's a passenger princess? Is that a new phrase? Is that a phrase? Oh, she just made that up. It is a phrase. What does it mean? What's the connotation of the passenger princess? Right? Is that where it comes from? Women being driven by men? Ross, my girl threw me under the... Shuka, passenger princess. Is that a bad thing? <laughs> I can't believe it. Rafael, go ahead. Um, yeah, so what if you're not staying in a hotel but you are renting a home? So you have a space, you have a washing machine, you're comfortable. Um, so, but you're still a, a traveler. Would you... I think so. I, 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 I think that if you're in a place and you're asking about, can I take the concessions of a traveler if I'm not in a hotel, but I'm in a, a flat that's given me kind of a lot of comfort and everything. Yeah, and, and you know, you've got food and it's X and it's Y. I think that you still have the permission, but you'd be a little bit more, you know, you have permission, but you would, I mean, like, I wouldn't. If you're, if you're undecided, you're not better to go for the final. 100%. There's no doubt. That if there's any doubt, everything goes back to default. Yeah, that's what happens. Yeah, if you, in default, you always go back. But I just want to, but I do want to say that, that we shouldn't be saying it's haram to. Because we follow the position that it's not just the na'asair, as we said last week, the one who's traveling. The one who has landed us as, as a traveler, the nazin, also is allowed to take the concession. Of, of the Musafir state and combined, but you just wouldn't. Yeah, That's what we're saying. We just wouldn't. So I did Qasr for a few pairs and then I didn't feel comfortable doing Qasr. Oh, you're talking about Qasr or combining? No, 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 Qasr. Qasr. So uh, no, Qasr I think is allowed. Why not? On the basis of being a traveler. On the basis of being a traveler. Qasr yani, is not, li not, not linked to being Nazil or being linked to Sa'ir. Qasr is based to whether you believe yourself to be a traveler or not. But you're in comfort, definitely. Uh, yeah, I mean, we said about that, right? A person yeah, can be in comfort, but yeah, he plan to leave soon. A person can be very, very comfortable. I don't believe that a person should make it just about comfort. But if a person is comfort and time, you're always building cases, right? You're looking at things in general. You're making a judgment call and you're just trying to use as many evidences to make you as comfortable as possible. Qasr has a little bit of difficulty, but fundamentally it's about the travel. That's why I'm saying that the Qasr needs to, should go ahead because she's a traveler. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows best. Ijaz, you can do whatever you want because you're the only guy that I've ever seen. Have, oh, he's asking, can you watch LP whilst driving? My, my guy's got LP on his thing. I have no idea how he does that. He, he does that road blocking, road crashing. What do they call it? 
jail, jail crushing. Jail breaking. Yeah. No, on his. On his TV. On his, on his, uh, his yeah. yeah Screamer. 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 I'm a basic guy. I've got. I'm a passenger princess. I'm a passenger princess. Can I just say? Yeah. I'm very proud of my Indian heritage. Yeah. 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 سبحانك اللهم وبحمدك أشهد أن لا إله إلا أنت اللهم وتوب إليك زند أباد باسنجر برنسس. amazing. all right ladies and gentlemen. بارك الله فيك. what does